Hello, uh, welcome to the weekly wrap from meetings today. I'm Tyler Davidson, Vice President and Chief Content Director. Uh, this week we have some interesting stuff going on, of course, as always. Uh, let's lead off with our cover story for June, um, soon to be in front of your smiling faces, um, by Lori Tenney. Um, it's about stellar uh, rooftop bars for private events, where she covers six of them. Um, and some of these places, well, all of them really, um, are just amazing. Um, they're just kind of the crown jewels of, uh, of meeting events. I mean, what's better, what could be better than bringing your group up to see, say, a panoramic view of uh, L.A., um, San Francisco, Chicago, um, and even uh, in Brooklyn, and even uh, outside of Columbus, um, Dublin, Ohio. Um, it's kind of interesting. We first sorted had the um, inclination to really go for super urban destinations for that big city view. Um, but uh, if you're like me, um, you know I've been kind of monitoring uh, Columbus, Ohio, as a meeting destination that's been on on the rise in the last couple of years. Um, they're going to be hosting. For instance, ASAE coming up, which is a huge thing for them. But uh, their suburb in Dublin um, at Avasso um, was named the most beautifully designed bar in Ohio by none other than Architectural Digest at the AC Hotel Columbus, Dublin. So that was kind of interesting. Um, and then also we got um, a couple places in LA, um, Perch and Spire 73, and then the new um, Everdeen in San Francisco at the new Virgin Hotel San Francisco. Um, they may not um, be flying um, under that brand um, anymore, at least uh, domestically um, with Virgin America, but uh, they do have a splashy new hotel in San Francisco with a, a rooftop Everdeen, um, Everdeen bar that um, will sure to um, amaze attendees for your sort of uh, high-class event. So uh, go over to meetingstoday.com to check that out. Um, other things we've been following is uh, big news in the Boston area. Um, uh, MGM abandoned talks with a win over the sale of Encore Boston Harbor. Um, it was to be um, a $2.6 billion upscale resort casino in the suburb of Everett, Massachusetts. Um, a 671 room property with 50,000 square feet of meeting space and a six acre harbor walk. Um, so that was that was going to be some real a real big development there, um, but uh, that's uh, that's been scuttled um, because of the uh, uh, local politics there in the Massachusetts Gaming Commission. Um, and so, if you want to find out more about that, um, head on over to meetingstoday.com. I don't want to get into the nitty gritty on our broadcast here. Uh, I don't want to get anything wrong about uh, such a complex issue, but uh, you know we got it all on meetingstoday.com, so check it out there. And then um, also um, a story that's uh, been floating around there for a little while. Um, so we have a, I wrote a story about service animal laws and meetings and just wanted to kind of re-emphasize that to everyone there. It's such an important issue, um, especially with a lot of veterans 
who have come back um, a lot of times from combat situations who have PTSD and uh, there's just you know wonderful uh, therapy um, uh, sort of uh, benefits they get from having service animals and I know a lot of people uh, there's a, some people that sort of flout the system and have all these service animals uh, you know a therapy pig or, or what have you I think I've even seen a snake or heard of a, a peacock well you know this is not that these people have served our country and a lot of times come back with 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 challenges from that um, so here we had good primer from Sharon Danachek from uh, the uh, military reunion network who really got down into the nitty-gritty of just what a service animal is and what what they aren't and the laws governing that for facilities and uh, in the meetings arena uh, very straightforward very um, concise information so check that out it's a lead story right now on meetings today um, so you know uh, I know everyone has questions about that and we all hear the kind of sensational stories about someone with some sort of odd animal trying to get on a plane or maybe you've even seen folks like that at your meetings that need special accommodations so uh, this is a good primer for you to to really uh, you know be able to tell the difference and the legal concerns involved with that and then finally just coming up today um, is sort of a, a part two of the uh, the uh, destination boycott story I uh, sent out um, published last Thursday um, this is if you've been following the news uh, a number of states are passing very strict anti-abortion laws which in turn has triggered other states um, to uh, boycott those for state employee travel for paying for that travel and then you can also uh, maybe, maybe you've uh, read about the uh, movie and television industry uh, planning to boycott say Georgia who just passed one of these very restrictive anti-abortion laws um, so I wrote a story on that interviewed some um, folks such as um, Destinations International Jack Johnson from there who did a quite a comprehensive study a couple of years ago on destination boycotts um, they're nothing new I mean they really came to fore about 10 years ago when uh, there was a, a boycott of Arizona following uh, some of their uh, immigration legislation um, you know I guess the kind of the premise of the story is you know you take that and multiply it by three or four states right now with this issue which maybe it will maybe will even increase up to 14 or or 15 so you know it's one thing to plan around you know where no matter where you stand on an issue but kind of plan around uh, maybe contractual obligations in one state uh, but you know what if all of a sudden that becomes 14 or 15 uh, there's severe severe financial uh, problems that especially associations can enter into if they cancel an existing contract and some of the times uh, you know the membership is totally on board with that but they do have to communicate uh, you know how much money they could be on the hook for for that um, so that was the original story today um, you'll look out for our e-newsletter if you would and on our website it should be up 
probably any time now. Um, we have a story about uh, the legal ramifications of that and a uh, contract clause that uh, any meeting planner should take a look at and consider putting into their contracts if this is there's any sort of chance of a destination boycott entering into uh, their existing contract in the future. Um, so check that out. We interviewed, uh, well, I interviewed uh, Ty Tyra Hilliard, who is, you know, really one of the top meetings industry attorneys in the industry. Um, always is on the education circuit, a frequent source of mine, kind of my first, one of my first calls. Um, and she uh, really does a great job representing the, the meeting planner side of the legal equation. So, um, you know, look out for that. Um, it should be on meetingstoday.com any second now. I'm looking at my, my website right now, hit and refresh over and over and over. But I know it will be up. Um, I know we were working on it last night to get that to you today so you have that information. So uh, thanks for joining us for this weekly um, wrap. Um, this is again is Tyler Davidson, Chief Content Director of Meetings Today.